Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to talk to you about the promise of living water. The promise of living water. And, uh, you know, when I was studying on Friday and uh, really just seeking the Lord and asking God what direction he'd want me going, I looked outside and I thought, man, the Lord's got a sense of humor. Um, all, all the rain that we've had over these last couple of days and uh, where the Lord had me at studying and just believing a word that would help our church. And so this morning I want to talk to you about the promise of living, living water. Now when I asked you a while ago about how many of you enjoy a good sip of water, um, I did some research and found out that the, the average person in the United States, now check this out, the average person in the United States drinks 182 gallons of water in a year. People are putting some water down. The average person in the United States drinks over 182 gallons of water a year. And we all know that water is vital for our survival. Water is vital for our survival. In fact, uh, the survival experts will tell you that most people can only survive about three days without water. And the reason why is water, it, water is vital for your life. It's vital for your life to survive. Listen to me this morning. No water, no life. No water, no life. In the Old Testament, you can look throughout the history of the Old Testament and even follow our history up to now, and we've seen these uh, seasons where there's no water and we call that a drought and, and during these seasons of droughts uh, people will die during those times because we need water to survive we need water to survive physically and we also need water to survive spiritually no, no water, no life no water, no growth no water, no fruit so I want to talk to you this morning about the promise of living water. I want you to take out your Bible. I hope you brought your Bible with you today. Uh, if you have your Bible, wave it up in the air. Even if it's on a phone, I don't dare. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're making my day. Before long, every hand will be lifted and everybody will have their Bible, whether it's on a device or whether it's a hard copy Bible. But take out your Bibles, and I want you to open to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Now, I'm not going to be able to read the whole chapter to you, but here's what your homework is for tonight and this week. You need to go back and read the entire chapter, chapter 7 uh, in the Gospel of John. But I'm going to be focusing in on these verses in verse 37 through 39. So open up to John 7. Go ahead and get to verse 37 and 39. And I'm going to, uh, while you're getting there, I'm going to take time to really just kind of pull it all in context. You'll see more about it when you do your homework. Uh, if you're going to do your homework, say amen. 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 All right. So in John chapter 7, when you begin to read it later on, you're going to see that the, that the, uh, the Jewish people were uh, celebrating a feast, and it was called the Feast of Tabernacles. 
this feast is going on during this time. When you open up John chapter 7, there's a, there's a festival going on. There's a feast going on. And in some translations, uh, there's different names for this, uh, this feast, this festival. Some of them call it uh, the feast of ingathering. Uh, some call it the feast of shelters. But the Jews were required to celebrate this festival uh, every year. And it was a seven-day uh, it was a seven-day festival, and, and when I began to study it more, here's what was amazing. This Feast of Tabernacles, uh, they were encouraged to celebrate it at the very end of September going into the very beginning of October. So they're going to, and they still celebrate that uh, in Israel. Many of them do. So they'll be going into this time of uh, uh, Feast of Tabernacles uh, this coming up week going into October. And the Feast of Tabernacles was commanded by God uh, to be celebrated as a reminder to God's people as they were delivered out of the land of Egypt and they went on this journey wandering through the wilderness on the way to the promised land. God encouraged them to celebrate this festival uh, and be reminded of their journey through the wilderness. So what they would do, they were instructed by God, is they were instructed uh, during this seven-day festival to build these temporary tents or shelters and build them up. And those uh, shelters, those tents were to be reminders of, of their journey through the wilderness and how God supplied their needs as they were on that journey. And not only were they reminded of how God supplied their needs, but the main part of this festival, uh, this uh, Feast of Tabernacles was to be a reminder of how God supplied water for them to survive. How God supplied water for them to survive. If, if you were to go back, write this scripture here down, Exodus 17. In Exodus 17, you'll see God's people coming out of Egypt and they're going through the wilderness and they be, they're, they're thirsty and they think they're going to die and the, their children are going to die and their livestock is going to die because there's nothing, there's no water to drink and guess what they begin to do? They begin to complain uh, to Moses and, and God speaks to Moses there in Exodus 17 and he tells Moses to take uh, his staff and, and to uh, hit that rock is what he told him. He told him to uh, strike the rock and when Moses uh, hit the rock, uh, water came out for the people to drink. I'm not talking about just a few people and I'm talking about millions of people that are on this wilderness journey and, and what they were celebrating was that God, God himself was their water supply as they wandered through the wilderness. This festival was about celebrating how God was faithful to them, but especially how God was their water supply as they wandered through the wilderness. Now, each day during this uh, festival of tabernacles, uh, here's something that's amazing. They would celebrate with these uh, processionals and these priests would go back and forth with these gold containers, probably something a lot bigger than this, and they would go to the pool of Siloam and, and they would dip those gold, tainer, those gold containers down into that pool and re, uh, fill their containers up with water and then they would march back to the temple and when they got into the temple they would take the gold container and they would pour the water out all over the altar as an offering for God. 
And that water that they were pouring out over the altar as an offering to God was symbolic of the water that they received out of that rock in Exodus 17. And they would do this during those seven days. I mean, it was an amazing festival. And, and, and in John chapter 7, let me just pick up here. God's people were in this festival and they were celebrating the festival. And about midway through the festival, maybe, maybe day three or day four, Jesus comes into the temple and he begins to teach the people and the Bible says that when they heard the teaching of Jesus in the temple that many people believed because of his teaching but not everyone believed in Jesus in fact when you read your Bible you're going to discover that some of them thought that Jesus was a fraud some thought that uh, Jesus was actually demon possessed some actually uh, wanted Jesus arrested some of them wanted him killed But in verse 37, on the last day of the festival, the last day of the festival, uh, I love what my translation said in the Bible. It said, at the climax of the festival, Jesus stood up in front of all those people as they celebrated God's faithfulness, especially the water that he provided to them while they were in the wilderness. And Jesus stood up on on that last day of the festival and he shouted and he cried out. And here's what he said to all those people that were celebrating the faithfulness of God, that he provided their water for them. He says, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. And he says, he who believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And then John picks up and John says this right here in verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. What does that mean? He had not been crucified yet and he had not been resurrected yet so he was not glorified yet and the Holy Spirit had not come yet in the fullness. But here's what we need to look at this morning. Jesus stood in that temple and he shouted out, he shouted out, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. And the question this morning is, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Look to your neighbor and say, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? My prayer yesterday for all of us that are gathered here in these services would be that Mount Olive First PH people would be thirsty. Thirsty. Wanting to drink some living water. Hallelujah. So how do you know if you're thirsty? How do you know if you're thirsty? Here's how you can tell if you're thirsty or not. I'm going to give you some indicators that can tell whether or not you're thirsty. If you're dried up spiritually, you are thirsty. If if your fire for God is gone out, you are thirsty. If there's no spiritual growth in your life, you are thirsty. If there's no spiritual fruit in your life, you are thirsty. If you're refusing to do God's will for your life, you are thirsty. If you're weak and worried constantly in life, you are thirsty. If life is all about what you can gain and never about what you can give to be a blessing to others, you are thirsty. If your life is being ruled by the power of sin, then you are thirsty. And these are indicators. These are indicators that there's a drought in you. There's indicators that you're thirsty. And listen to me, church. Without the living water from Christ, you will not survive. Come on, church. Without the living water, you're not going to survive. Spiritually, 
Without, listen, without the living water, spiritually, you're going you're to wither up. Spiritually, you're going to dry up. And eventually, spiritually, you're going to die. And we need this water. We need this living water that's been promised to us to be able to survive. And we know we need this water. We know we need it. I mean, come on, you know if you're thirsty this morning. You know if, you're, if things have dried up. You know spiritually if you withered. And you know right now that you, you need this living water in your life. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Instead of going to the, the source of living water, we, we try to quench that thirst that we have with other things that can never satisfy us. We look to the things of this world hoping that that's going to satisfy our thirst, that's going to quench our thirst. We look, listen, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, we look for relationships with other people hoping that will quench our thirst. We look for more toys in life hoping that that's going to quench our thirst. We look for more money, more riches to quench our thirst. We look for accomplishments and accolades to quench our thirst. Hey, we even look for religious activity to quench our thirst. Listen, there's only one person that can quench your thirst. There's only one person that can satisfy that thirst and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Man, can you imagine him standing in that festival and declaring what he just declared, what he was declaring? He says, I am the fulfillment I am the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. If you were to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, Paul was talking about the people walking through the wilderness, and he even said, talking about Moses, that they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and the rock that they drank from was Christ. Was Christ. Listen to me this morning, church. Jesus has come. He has come to offer living water that will satisfy you. The things of this world, the things that you are trying to, uh, to partake of, to quench that thirst in your life, they are temporary. Jesus is eternal, and he will satisfy you. And I love that Jesus said these words here, if anyone, anyone means everyone. Anyone means everyone. There is enough water for anyone. There were many people at that festival. And Jesus stood and cried out and he declared to them that he has enough water for everyone. He has enough water for everyone. In fact, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says that God has more than enough. He has more than enough. He has enough water for uh, all those people that were back then. He's got enough water for all of us in this room today. Hallelujah. He is enough. Jesus declared that there's enough water. There's enough water for the weak. There's enough water for the weary. There's enough water for the worried, the withered. There's enough water for the dried up, the discouraged, the dehydrated. There's enough water for the desperate and the defeated. Jesus said, let anyone, anyone come to me and this is an invitation to all to come to Jesus and partake of him and I know what some of you are thinking right now some of you are thinking well I've already come to Jesus I've already come to Jesus I mean I'm saved I've come to Jesus you know what that's wonderful news and, and that blesses my heart knowing that you have come to Jesus you've asked for forgiveness of your sins you know that your sins are forgiven you know that heaven is in your future that is great but don't finish what don't stop remember what Jesus said he says come to me and drink and that just tells me that there's more that God has more for us he's got more for you and for me hallelujah 
when we come to Christ, you need to know that he has more for you. John 10, 10 says this, Jesus declared, he says, I've came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Say more. Let's drink in more. I would say today, let's drink in more of what Christ has for us. Let's drink in more. He has more. What is the more that Christ has for you and me? Well, I'm glad you asked. The more he is found in verse 38 where he says these words here, Jesus declared in verse 38 talking about what the more is. He said, whoever believes in me as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Notice that Jesus didn't say that there would be a drop of water. He didn't say there was going to be a sprinkle of water. He didn't say there was going to be a dab of water. He said there's going to be rivers of living water. The more that Jesus was referring to was the Holy Spirit that the believers would receive later on. In John chapter 7, I'm reading to you verse 38 and 39. Let me read it to you again. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And then John picks up in verse 39. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed, are you a believer this morning? In him were to receive, for as yet the Holy Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was saying, I want you to drink in more. Jesus has a desire for every one of us in here today to drink in more. He was saying, I want you to receive, I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. He says, I want you flowing with rivers of living water. I want you to experience the overflowing fullness of the Holy Spirit as you live a life that's gonna glorify me. And Jesus was saying, you have believed, but now you need to get ready to receive because you're gonna walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and there's gonna be a river, rivers, flowing out of you of living water John interprets those words to let us know that Jesus was talking about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit that was still to come listen church the Holy Spirit has always existed but the fullness of the Holy Spirit at this time in John chapter 7 did not exist because you remember what Jesus said in John 16 he says I tell you the truth in John 16, 7, he says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, who's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And the promise of the living water was actually fulfilled later on in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. They were all gathered together in one place, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house fill it today God where they were sitting and they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them hallelujah the more that Jesus has the drink that Jesus has is the baptism in the Holy Spirit we need the rivers of living water flowing in us. The Holy Spirit flowing in you will produce life. The Holy Spirit in you will produce fruit. The Holy Spirit flowing in you will produce power and boldness. The Holy Spirit flowing in you will produce an anointing over your life. 
The Holy Spirit flowing in you will make you a spirit-filled believer and you will be a channel of God's blessings to other people. We need rivers of living water. We need the church. Listen to me. We need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to produce some things in our life. I thought about this um, every day that I leave my home there in the big city of Calypso when I leave to come toward Mount Olive I go right by I go right by a huge supply of water that's just like two blocks from my house it's a water tower that water tower that's right across uh, you can almost see it from my house that water tower supplies water for our community that water tower I'm talking about, by the way, has got North Duplin Rebels on the side of it. I love it. Here's my point. There's plenty of water in the water tower, but the water in the water tower does me no good unless the water's flowing into my house. And the water can't flow into my house unless I have the faucets turned on. And you see, the problem for some of us today is we're missing out on the, on the flow of the water because we have our faucets closed. We're, we're stopping the flow from coming in. We, we, you know what? There's a lot of people that they're saved. They're saved, but they're dry, and they're withered up spiritually. And the reason why is because they have the faucets closed. They have the faucets closed. Yeah, I'm saved, but you know what? I'm about as dry as dry can be. I'm, there's a drought in my life right now on the inside spiritually. You're saved. You know you're saved, but you're withered up. And spiritually, there's no fruit in your life. There, there's no growth in your life. And it's because you got the faucet turned off. And some of you need to open up the faucet today and let the water start flowing. Hallelujah. Come on. In the New Testament church, the early church, let me tell you, those people gathered in that upper room, they had the faucets on. They had water flowing in and flowing out. They had rivers of living water flowing in and flowing out. Not only flowing, they were gushing. Hallelujah. And the, here's the good news. I'm getting ready to, man, you're getting ready to be blessed by the word of God. Jesus said these words right here. He says, if you have believed on him, then we can receive the rivers of living water. And guess what? Here we go. It's free. It's free. If you have believed on Jesus Christ, you are born again, you are a follower of Jesus Christ, he says you can receive these rivers of living water and you can receive it and there's no cost. It's free. Revelation 21.6 says this right here. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink I'll give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Revelation 22, uh, 17. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. It's a free gift. This water is free. It used to be uh, years ago. I don't think you can do it now, but there was an overflow down there at Thunder Swamp Church. And I remember as a little boy going down there and uh, watching my mama and others they would fill up jugs of water, that overflow coming out. They want nobody standing there charging anybody. It was free. And friend, that living water today that God wants to give to you, 
It's free, and you'll know. You'll know when the rivers of living water are flowing in your life because there'll be a change in your life. There'll be fruit in your life. There'll be growth in your life. Listen, you'll have a desire to please God and carry it out no matter what the situations are and no matter what the consequences are. You know how you know you're flowing? The rivers of living water are flowing in you. Other people are going to want what you're drinking. They're going to see you. Whatever you're drinking, give me some of that. Give me some of that. I want what you got. And the only requirement is, is what Jesus said. Thirst. Thirst. God give us a thirst. Church, I'm telling you, this is on my heart. Give us a thirst. Give us a thirst. My brother, my sister, give us a thirst. For the rivers of living water. Not what the world's trying to offer. Not what's going to temporarily satisfy us. No. Give us a thirst for rivers of living water that will always flow. Hallelujah. Give us a thirst. The Bible says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God, give our church thirst. Give this preacher thirst. Thirsty for the rivers of living water. Just a few weeks ago, oh, I was thirsty. Spiritually thirsty. My family and I decided that we would get out of town for a couple of days. And we went to the North Carolina mountains for a real quick trip, kind of spontaneous thing but we knew there was a waterfall there in the mountains of North Carolina that we had been to several times over many years. Crab Orchard Falls, if you're familiar with it. Let me put that video up there. That... Thank you. That's one of the most peaceful places that you could ever go to. That rock that was there where that water was coming down, I, I sat there for a long time. We stayed there for a long time. Thirsty. You know, I thought about it when we were at that waterfall, and that don't even do it justice. It's a, one of the most beautiful places you ever go to, if you can, if you can make the hike. It's about half a mile hike. You'll do good coming back. <laughs> we, we have hiked that waterfall. I mean, Lisa and I were married in, in 2000, I mean, excuse me, 1999, Lord help me. And we've hiked that waterfall many times. And this is how the Lord started speaking to me. <laughs> Every time we've been to that waterfall over all these years, that water is always flowing. That water is always flowing. It's a continuous flow. It's a constant flow. And, and I noticed something about that waterfall because there's people from all over everywhere that come to that waterfall. And I noticed something about the waterfall. When we were there, there's just something about watching that water coming down that mountain 
and coming through those rocks and just gushing, moving water, just moving water, forming these little pools that are circulating and then it just kind of trickles out of there and forms another waterfall down. And the place where we're at, there's just something about the water there that makes you want to get in it. And before I knew it, my, my son Caden and my son Lucas and even Lisa, they had, they had took off their shoes and took off their socks and next thing you know, they were, they were down in the water. I won't get in that water. That's some cold water. But there was other people that had done the same thing. They had took off their shoes and their socks and they were just down in the water. They were down in the water and then, man, I'm telling you, the, 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 the preacher kicks in. That, that you know what, there, there's some people who get in it and there's some people to get near it. There's some people to get all the way in it and some people to just get near it. And I thought, man, isn't that so true about what this living water that Jesus offers us that so many people, they, some people get in it and they get all the way in it and some people get near it and never get in it. And I wonder this morning, are you all the way in it or are you just near it? I wonder where you are in this living water. Are you, are you all the way in or, or are, you just, uh, are you just near it? You, you come every Sunday and I'm just near it. When, when God is saying, I want you to get all the way in it, I want, you to, I want you to take off your shoes and socks and I want you to get all the way in it so you can receive the rivers of living water. Brother, if you want to come on, please. I want to get in it. Let me just say to you as your pastor, I want to get in it. I want to get all the way in it. There, there's something satisfying about being in the water. There's something refreshing about being in the water. There's something about it re-energizing you about being in the water, but you never receive it unless you get in it. In church, we need, listen, we need to get in and we need to drink this living water. A little over a month ago, Brother Danny Williams stood here in this church and on a Wednesday night, Brother Danny Williams spoke a prophetic word over this church that Mount Olive Church would be a church of rivers of living water, people that are full of the Holy Spirit, who have received a baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to hear these words here, please. I'm just declaring to you today that we... Myself and you, this church, if we fail to get in the water, we are going to dry up and we're going to die. Hear me, my brother, my sister. If we fail to get in, we are going to die and this church is going to die. There's going to be no life here. There's going to be no growth here. There'll be no fruit here. We Listen, we can come and we can open the doors and we can have church. We can all gather and smile and shake hands and, you know, wiggle our ears, whatever you want to do. We, we can come in here and, and pound our Bibles. We can sing. We can shake. But without the Holy Spirit, we're going to die. We're going to die. It's not about emotion, it's about having an experience. And we need this living water. And listen to me, Lord. Carson, you might want to go crank my car for me right now. 
Some of you, listen, we're going to talk to the people that have just started coming. We're going to talk to the people that have been here for a while. Some of you that have been here for a while, you got in the river and you got all the way in years ago. But you know what? You need to get back in again. Come on. Come on, some of you have been coming to this church for years and years and years and, and, and you got in the river around this altar or next door you got in that uh, altar and you got all the way in then and you received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You began to speak in tongues. You began to walk in the anointing of God. On, but you know what? You, you, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day, every day, every day, every day. Lord, fill me. Baptize me fresh right now. I'm getting in the water. I'm getting in. I, I, you know what? It's going to start with you being thirsty. Yeah. Being thirsty. That's it. And some of you that have just started coming to the church and you're fairly new, you, you're just like me. <laughs> I had no clue what it meant. But I know one thing. I saw other people that had been drinking from the, from the well, from the water, and I wanted some of that. So I just started seeking God. Come on. And I remember several years ago, I know I've told it before, but I got all the way in. I got all the way in right here at this altar right here. And my life was changed. I was already saved, but I'm talking about a, a baptism with the Holy Spirit. That was a heavenly language that come upon me, a boldness that came upon me. He changed my life. You will look different, talk different. Yes. I remember years ago, I remember, I, I, remember the, I remember the night that my wife got all the way in the river. I remember the night that she took her socks and shoes off and got in the river around the altar. Pastor Jimmy Swenson was preaching that Wednesday night. I stayed home to watch my two boys. They were kind of little babies then. And when Lisa walked in the back door, I knew she had been in the river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God had got a hold of her. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. But you know what? We, we need to stay in the river. We need to stay in the river. God help us this morning to stay in the river. Rivers, rivers. How many of you want rivers of joy and rivers of peace and rivers of power and rivers of hope and rivers of God's glory flowing through you? Won't you stand with me, please? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to pray for thirst. But if you're thirsty this morning and you want something that's going to satisfy your soul, and you need the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what your background is. I don't care if you've been serving the Lord 50 years or if this is just day five for you. You need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite everyone that can, if you're able right now. Let's just pretend right now this is that old waterfall up there in the North Carolina mountains. And let's just pretend that there's water gushing through here. And it's the water, it's the rivers of living water. And you want to come down here and you want to take your shoes and your socks off. And you say, I don't want to be near it. I want to be in it. And I want to get in it for the glory of God. So I'm asking you right now, on the count of three, one, two, three. Come on, come on to the river. Come on to the river. Come on. If you can't get down here, make the river right there where you are. And let's begin to seek the Holy Spirit. And let's believe him right now. Lord, to fill us, fill us, fill us.